We are I. All right, Aziza. We were talking a little bit before about um, people mistaking that your mail and I actually didn't even, that didn't cross my mind. But um, why is graffiti even associated with being a male thing? Like I, I didn't even, I've never put too much thought into it, uh, but I guess you're kind of right. I, in yeah. Why or how or like give us a little bit of history behind it. Haha, <laughs> that's definitely the history of graffiti. Most of it is just male oriented um there are females that do it and it's great i love it like I, any girl that i meet that paints or anything i'm like oh my god in awe of you like yes please like break that stigma you know but um yeah i don't know for me though why i don't put pictures of me on the art page though is because i don't want people to like it because i'm a girl like oh, i don't yeah. want that and like i've had that problem where it's like this is my art but oh, you're a cute chick. So I like it because I like you. And I'm yeah. like, I'm here for though. So I just try yeah. and keep it separate. So yeah, I have a personal page that's like me and my mushroom forays and things like that. That's like my everyday life kind of thing. And then I have one that's like, this is the stuff that I'll share with the people around the world that I don't know that don't need to know everything about my life. Yeah. <laughs> I like yeah. how you threw like every Instagram star underneath the bus there saying like, because it is true though, right? Like how many times do people actually even like, you know, know anything about somebody or else, especially women, right? It's like, it's so easy to like a, you know, half naked woman on like Instagram, but it's like, what does that actually even mean? Like really when it comes down to it, it's like admitting like I'm that shallow or like, I just don't even care or why do I like that? You know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, it's not like somebody's going through and looking at each individual. Like they're only looking at the total number of likes. So you just become this like arbitrary person in this like completely superficial system anyway, right? Yeah. And I mean, like, I'm not even going to call it out, but like, I see it all the time. Like there are people that are in the community that like, all it is is I get it you know so I'm like all right I like to keep those things separate because it's just that's not that's not how I want people to like or dislike my art and so even that look I have piercings I have tattoos like oh my god somebody square might be like I love your art but this person is scary and I can't deal with that so now I can't like that art people are very it's very yeah. interesting how the brain psychology is really interesting especially with social media so i just am like all right let's disconnect that part of your brain from having to think about that when you look at my art you know so do you think it's a fair statement to make that anything outside of a portrait or a landscape is actually a, a certain varying level of graffiti anyway kind of like think about like everything kind of is like yeah anything I don't know. I mean, anything out of place could just be taken as graffiti, you know? Um, I mean, people would scratch their names in phone booths and telephone poles forever. It's not something new. There just became a term for it at some age, like at some point in time, you know? How did you get into it? Um, 
I honestly, I don't know. I grew up in New York City, so that's number one. So I grew up surrounded by it. I grew up in like the Lower East Side and like the West Village, which was constantly surrounded by art. Like Keith Haring grew up there, Basquiat, like all these like grand artists that were in the pop culture scene all grew up from where I was from. So it was like I was constantly surrounded by it. Murals being painted, like graffiti happening around you and that's still like basic like we're just spray painting a wall with no like direction just writing my name you know now it's like it's gotten a lot bigger murals are like 25 feet high like things I mean and that that now is considered street art but I mean all of it is to me street art um I don't know I think it was just kind of in my being like my parents were always pretty like my parents are both artistic so that was pretty easy they're like here's a sketchbook do what you want. And that yeah. was it. Pretty much gave me the freedom to be who I wanted to be and to like learn what I liked and didn't like and to express myself however I felt. And so I think that made a big impact on just me doing art in general, just like having that support and knowing like whatever I do, my parents still are not going to like hate me. So I can do whatever. And they're like, okay, that's great. That, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And that's the kind of support that, you know, like we all need just to let the gears turn. So I know it's like when you don't feel like you have to live inside a box, like obviously those gears turn a lot more. But if it was like, no, you only have to paint like murals. It's like you probably you may not even went down like an artistic road, you know, like because it just stifles that. But having that freedom, it's like, here you go. Yep, exactly. And I think that like I consider myself a mixed media artist because I literally like you give me a crayon and I'm going to do something with this crayon. You give me this empty spray can, and I'm going to make it a lamp. You give me this frame that you're going to throw out and I'm going to paint something in it and make it like a home for a painting that's going to live there forever. You know, like it's just, I kind of, I can't like box myself in. T- I, I wouldn't even call myself a graffiti artist. Like that's just not what I, like that's not my main focus. That's not what I do. I do things with a lot of graffiti tools. I use spray cans and stuff like that, but like, I couldn't say I'm out there every night painting murals and getting up and doing things like that. That's just not my, my vibe. Um, plus I'm too old and I'm not trying to run fast like that. Like, Oh, come yeah. on. Uh, but, What's the you know, most uh, outrageous thing that you've done? Like something that's like non-sanctioned where you're just all like, you're kind of gritting the teeth and squeezing your butt cheeks as you're doing, you're like, shit, this is going to like, might go sideways on me here. Fuck. Um, jumped out of a plane. That was probably the, the most, I can't fucking believe myself. Like even thinking about it, I'm like, Oh my God. Like somebody asked me to go and I was like, okay, let me ask my friend to go. And I know this friend's going to say no. Cause she's scared of heights. And she was like, yes. And I was like, no. <laughs> so we had to do yeah. it. Um, oh I mean, damn. It was always something I wanted to do, but I was never really like, I'm going to just actually jump out of a plane and then like 13,000 feet off the ground. I'm like, I cannot believe I'm doing this. Like, what was I thinking? And then jumping out, it was great. Like jumping out and realizing like, okay, I'm not going to die right now. This is fantastic. Like, great. Um, did you go tandem or did you go solo and they pull your shoe? Uh, I went with somebody like strapped to my back and like they tell you when you jump out of the plane like keep your feet together yeah right I jumped out of the plane and I was like flailing everywhere <laughs> I watched the video and I'm like Haha, whoops <laughs> my brain because <laughs> I thought I was gonna yeah. fucking die yeah it was so ridiculous but it was so fun yeah. I would definitely 
10 out of 10. 10 out of Maybe. 10? <laughs> from, a, from an art perspective, have you ever, like, are you, like, a hop in some tunnels side of a building? Have you ever done any, like, graffiti like that? Or are you, like, against uh, that for it, like, you know, in a past life? Uh-huh. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm into abandoned buildings. So that is something I will go into and explore and do things in there. Um, there's, there's, so there's a crazy place, uh, in Connecticut called Mansfield. It's like an old psych ward. And that was probably one of the coolest, like crazy things I've done bando wise. Um, we had to crawl in underneath of a building and this building is connected. It's like Yukon territory now. So like the university has these properties, but they're all boarded off. And there's like one broken window you can get into, but all of these buildings are connected by tunnels. Oh shit. It is filled with furniture from like the forties, like pianos, like grand pianos, like the craziest oh, stuff, full wow. formaldehyde bottles, like medical like stuff like records like all kinds of stuff and that was probably one of the craziest places I've ever been to wow that's nuts yeah like yeah the picture what did you take did you t- I would have took something for sure like there must have been some cool shit there that pocket size I wanted to but I mean you think about it it's a weird psych ward and who knows the energy behind the stuff that's in there and so I was like I'm leaving because apparently it got closed down because they were torturing people and oh. so we're doing like fucked up shit to the people that were like there and so like we found tons of records and you could read it like this person fell and broke their arm and it's like people from like the 70s the 80s and it's just like but the fact that everything was still very intact and like you could just walk from building to building but underneath so it's like pitch black in there we got our phones out like we could see outside and we were just seeing like all these rooms inside and tunnels and like you're just like what is what like all this stuff in here is like marvelous like antiques that are definitely worth some kind of money or something and nothing they're just sitting here like in this underground like layer I don't know it's weird it's very weird and you can tell other people have been there because it's been like random things are written on the walls and stuff like that but I, I like that kind of history on like abandoned buildings because you don't really get to see them a lot of times they get taken over and knocked down and they don't exist anymore but this is one that's like been around had a pretty long history and like I guess if you don't know that they're connected by tunnels underneath you don't know but you can literally get to all of them from just this one building how many like yeah how many of them are there how many it's buildings like, Oh, wow. Five or six. Yeah. It's like Manfield psych ward. And if you look it up, it's like a whole big thing. And yeah, I don't know. I didn't know much about it until I like came across it and I was like, Oh, don't you think it's weird that there'd be like pianos and shit down there? Like, like why, you know, like in my mind, I'm like, that doesn't make sense. But I'm like, then I get like this image in my mind of like this, like fucking creepy, like, you know, I'm like, I'm like, whoa, that would just blow my mind. It's like some fucking sketched out weirdo punking down on these keys and like, like biting their fingers off as they're like, I just like in a psych ward like that, like anything's possible. Right. But my mind is just like, let's make this a super cool story. (laughs) But 
And so like there was a chair there and it was filled with nails, like the whole chair. So like, regardless how you sat on it, it was just filled with nails. I'll have to send you some pictures, but you're going to be like, what? Like, what? Yeah. This is crazy. Yeah. And so that's one thing that I definitely like. So I try and travel pretty often. And like, that's definitely one thing. Like I use Atlas Obscura. That's a site that gives you like random stuff to find nearby and gives you kind of the history on it. I guess I'm kind of a history nerd too. I kind of like that stuff, but um, yeah, that, that one. And there was a wild, a wild, uh, an abandoned water park. And oh, that shit. was amazing. That one is covered in graffiti everywhere. Like street art, every, every building that existed in this place is covered from floor to ceiling. And oh, it was wow. one of the most like amazing places I've been like art wise. Yeah. Where was that geographically? I want to say between San Francisco and Las Vegas. Oh, okay. Yeah, somewhere in that little stretch there. But I mean, even like anywhere around there, there's so many bandos, like trailers that people have just left. Like, it's so crazy. I love it. Going down there and like seeing all kinds of stuff. Um, That place we ended up driving. It was just off the freeway and sigh. And I was like, um, we need to go there. Don't know what that is. We need to go there. I mean, there's nobody. You can tell it's like desolate. There's just dust waves and everything. And you're like, what the heck? Driving up, there's like a trailer behind it. We, of course, scavenge all the stuff, all the rooms. I ended up finding like a an ad for what it was, like when it first opened. And then it got sold. And then it was like reopened. And then it got closed. So I found both of the flyers for what this water park actually was. Wow. And then like, just got to see it completely like nothing. Yeah just the wow. base and like where the pool would like where the slide would go through the whole park all the way up to the top and then there's just like this one rickety staircase staircase with like no railing like at the top just blowing in the wind and somebody tied like a noose to it and the noose is just flying everywhere you're just like what is this place like what see and like those are the kind of moments where i feel like I can't wait till technology is at a point where like people like you can have like a GoPro and you, it's almost turns into like a 3d experience, like an IMAX experience where like you're going around seeing all that shit. Because like, to me, when I'm, I'm like, obviously nobody's going to go there. If you turn it into an art exhibit, it's kind of in the middle of nowhere, but like yeah. I can see a photographer just taking some great pictures and like traveling around and there being like this exhibit of that and how dope that would be. But if you could sit in a movie theater and actually like experience that kind of shit or like when you yeah. just sort of like crawling through these the windows, getting into these tunnels and shit, like, like I would hundred percent watch shit like that. Yeah. I think that's incriminating, but they're <laughs> <laughs> like, do not enter against the law. But um, yes, that would be dope to watch. I would definitely yeah. be in watch that um and there's i mean there's so many but there are installations like that that do exist like around the, the country even um like i just went to there i mean there's I, I literally look for these things but there's the international car forest which is a bunch of cars that were buried in the ground and like they stick up some of them are like fully out of the ground there's like a school bus that's straight up and it's painted like there's graffiti all over everything and it's Crazy. literally yeah, like the International Car Forest. I, I don't know. I don't remember. I want to say it's in like mm, Nevada, maybe, mm -hmm. or 
Wyoming. I don't know, somewhere like that, but there's that. And it's like, you can just drive around and people, I mean, people go there for that to take pictures because it's like amazing. They're really big installations that you can find just out in public, you know, even on the way to Las Vegas, there's this uh, installation called Magic Mountains, Six Magic Mountains or something. And it's literally like boulders that are probably like four feet that were neon painted stacked up like six or seven high. And you can see them and it's just a bunch of neon rocks that are just like painted up. And it's like, that's the stuff I love to see. That's why I like traveling the country because there's so much that we miss. Like, in our little spaces, like there's so much, even just in the country. Like I went to Kansas once and there's like sand, I think it's called Monument Rocks. You should definitely check that out. But Monument Rocks, it looks like a whole other country. And it's like seven miles in on like the super country forest, like I don't want to call it forest, country ass road. And you go and it looks like you're in the middle of the desert. And there's like these gigantic, like, like building size, like sand sculptures that are like by the earth. And they're just like these giant sand monuments. It's crazy. And like, who would have thought that existed in Kansas? Like what the hell? Like something exists in Kansas. See, and like, that's the thing is too, because like you, when people like move around, like you typically only stay like on the highway. So unless there's something's on a highway, you're not even really going to see it. But then like, that's just, like for me, like what I like, you know, you when I'm traveling around, it's the same thing with you where like you hop in a car and you end up in like some shithole town or like at the end of like 14 dead end roads and the hair is sticking up on your back and you're like, I don't even, yeah, like, like, because it's like, like that's adventure. Like it, it's shocking to me that us as humans turned adventure into like a four lane highway. You know, yeah. where it's like, but like that is just not us at all. And like, that's why I love going to the backcountry so much because I'm like, every time you like, you go off that trail and like, you just, you see spectacular shit in nature that's like, there's no rhyme, no reason like why it's there, why it ended up like being there. But like, you just see like all these things that nature created, you know, like on top of like, you know, there might be like this thing that some other person wound up there and made like a, a rock sculpture i've seen like carvings in trees that don't make any sense at all i'm like i'm 15 miles into the backcountry and you see this thing that somebody made so random that probably nobody or maybe nobody will ever see again in the street i get burnt down and you come across like i love stuff like that so like when you're talking like that it's like those are like the things because here like we have a lot of um like train derailment so like when they got left before people would go and you know like there's all these train cars over these banks and like people spray paint them and like you know and like they become like tourist attractions after the fact and stuff but they're super dope to see though that's awesome yeah yeah there to check that out for sure that's definitely like yeah yeah a lot of ghost towns too because uh, bc being like a like a mining uh, place like mining and forestry like all these towns were kind of like made and set up like 150 200 years ago and then like it was easy just to pack up and leave back then so like these towns kind of like exist or like there's some that are even like newer where like a subdivision was like laid out but then the forest overtook it so like you see like fire hydrants and shit like all over the place like form streets but like nature's taken back over so it's like nature's graffiti on like the developing world it's kind of it's really interesting for sure 
Hell yeah, dude. Honestly, that's the best. Like mining countries are like mining towns. There's so many. Like, no, like when people are like, the world's too populated. I'm like, that is such shit. Because when I travel, there's so much space that's completely empty. So many towns that are abandoned. Like, and though, like, yes, straight up, I love it. Going to like, okay. Next time you go somewhere, definitely check out those two. So there's two roadside attractions that I look at because usually when you're going like, like when I go across the country, I take 80 and it tells you stuff that are like reasonably close off of the 80. So okay. there's things you get when you're going like a specific way, you know, you can put the whole like country or the, the state you're going to, the town you're going to or whatever. And it gives you like random things like the world's biggest fisherman hat or like something random but i'm like hell yeah let's go see it like i'm down let's go look at all of it and me and my friend will play this game where it'll be like okay right turn left turn and like we'll just straight be in a fucking town in the middle of nowhere and just go right left right left until we get somewhere we're like all right are we done here i mean get some food here all right let's go and then just keep going like we where were we just at I feel like I was in Nebraska and we just randomly did left, right, left, right. And we ended up at this guy's estate sale. And, oh my God. Actually, hold on. I found. You're like, I'm out. I'm going to get some trinkets. <laughs> so great. Like, so I got this from him, which was funny because. Oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. That's like a two big ass book of mushrooms. Yeah. So a field guide for mushrooms in North America. Wow. Yeah, and it's a fucking guide, so it's pretty legit, right? Yeah. It was a $40 book, and I was like, oh, this guy, in the middle of nowhere, doesn't even give a shit. And then I bought this lady's notebook. This lady's oh, notebook from, like, the 40s, the 50s, and she's got all these ads of stuff that she wanted to buy and newspaper clippings and stuff. Oh, and it's crazy. So it's like her travel diary or, like, a... Dude, I don't know. She was a collector of sorts, but, like... I don't know. This is what her, her thing says. Go back to the dark foods of our forefathers. Like, this, oh. like I was okay. I don't know what she's <laughs> talking Like, it's a sauerkraut recipe. Like, it's oh, just. Shit, yeah. Just a bunch know, of random shit, eh? Bro, you would never know, like, what, like, this book, 1931. And I'm yeah. like, dude, from somebody in Nebraska, I'll take it. At some point, I'll read through it and be like, what is this? Like, what? But, like, just the history of it is so crazy. Like, I don't know. And I would have never found this if we didn't do left, right, left, right. Like, yeah. See, never so, my, sorry to cut you off. I got two questions that are kind of one topic. So, yeah. this is something I talk about with people all the time. Is that, like, nobody has campfire stories. So, like, you have a shit ton right so but like people just don't like people's campfire stories now are like what we talked about at the beginning where it's like we're not talking about politics or covid and it's just like and if we do let's both beat our head against the wall because obviously we're inundated with that shit but it's like people just don't have anything to talk about so like like that's the shit that people talk about but i'm like are you only as interesting as just what like like the media tells you to be interested about so like that like i want like is there no depth to you as a human being like and if that's all we can talk about it's like do 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 you know i'm like i'm out peace out because it's just like i just that's not me if you only have work and shit on the news to talk about like that's uh, i'm out so there's that like do you agree with that and then 
why are you so how did you get so adventurous because like especially adventurous as like a woman like obviously I'm being generally or generalizing here is that's like safety concerns where am I you know like like no. you know like so snowball it tell me Perfect. yeah so usually I travel with a female also so we're usually um I mean that's that's just how I roll but I think that okay to to the beginning part of your question I tend to not really hang out with people that watch TV. So that's number one, because TV is just a big brainwashing tool, obviously. And so I feel like people that do spend a lot of time watching TV, they don't really have much to talk about because a lot of their time is consumed with somebody else's ideas and stuff like that. Um, for me, I think I, I was that person. Like I, I was that person. I literally... I collected DVDs. I had like 1500 DVDs before I was like, what the fuck am I doing? Like, if I really want to do art, then like that needs to be my focus. And I need to surround myself with what I want to do instead of other people's stuff. Right. And so I did that. I sold all like my video game systems. Like I was a nerd. I had like my Nintendo, my Super Nintendo, my N64, my, my Genesis, my PlayStation 2, my Xbox, all hooked up. You change the channel, they're all there. And I was like, what the fuck? I need to get rid of all this shit. This is just time waster. Like, what am I doing? Got rid of all of it. And then like, just was like, all right, I need to focus on art, focus on art, focus on art. And then I realized like, so when I started like really focusing on art, I had lived in San Diego. And so at that point I started to like move. I was with somebody who was kind of sick most of the time. And so it was a lot of caretaking. And so we moved to wherever like there was family bases in California. And so I was like, this is not, this is not going to work. Like I need to just, I mean, that was helpful in the travel sense. And I got to be like, oh, I live here. Oh, this is a whole different place. Now I got to learn to explore this. Oh, I'm here. Now I got to explore this. So that was like the start of it. And then I kind of did like a lot of shows in San Diego and I lived there for maybe like five, six years. And I like got to the point where I was doing the same shows with the same people. And I was kind of like, what is this shit? Like I have to do something else. So then I was like, well, I could just drive or start doing things in other cities. And like, if I just get home bases in these cities, then I'll have people that have seen my stuff because I'm not like, I'm not just out there. Like people have to be able to see my stuff for them to know who I am. So I just started building wherever I would go. And so honestly, like if I met you or if I didn't know you now via this and you were helping me at somewhere, I would probably give you my card. And then we'd be friends and then you talk to me and then we'd communicate or we'd make something work. Like, so now, like when I travel, that's kind of my MO is when I'm going somewhere, I have to find the galleries and see what's up and make sure that like, I can connect with these people because maybe they have a gallery show and they'd be down for me to be involved. Cool. I'm down to travel to Kansas to do a show. Why not? What the heck? Life is very short. I'm you have to just do things. And like, if you don't live on a whim, it's kind of like, it's like that Ferris Bueller quote, right? Like life keeps moving. If you don't, it moves fast enough. You might miss it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, just like, all right, if I keep moving with my body and myself, I'll keep doing that. And I feel like media is kind of stagnant in that media is just kind of, this is what you should believe and think and that and this. And I'm like, oh, that's not how I feel about any of it. So count me out. Just don't even include me. And then going deeper into the politics of that, but we won't, but you know, that's all just, it's all its own entity. But then I realized like, 
it's not that scary as people make the world seem like granted as a female it people are creepy sometimes and it's you know it, it could be questionable but for the general part most people are good <laughs> most of the people i've met on my travels are cool and like i'm still in contact with you know like i don't know i think it's just the energy you give you receive so that's kind See, of and, and I completely agree with that. And there's like a few things that you said there that are that always in my mind. So like for one, I really live my life by like a Dallas philosophy. Like once the road can be um, defined, it's no longer worth traveling. Because mm -hmm. it's just like to me, like is like that's where like experience, opportunity, and adventure always lies in like 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 that path. Whether like that path is like this dark like kind of mysterious one or this super bright well lit path but it's just like if I can see and feel and understand like what I'm doing it's like like I, I'm just I don't I recognize now I don't feel comfortable anymore like there's just something about my presence as a human being that's just like this isn't comfortable like it, it's not that I don't like it or like they just I know it's not exactly who I am which brings me back to like what you were saying too like there's nothing mainstream that represents an adventurous soul and when you become an adventurous soul you become that person but i'm like fucking everybody used to be like that like 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 california bc oregon you know um, washington the yukon like all of this whole western side of like north america would never have been really developed if it wasn't for the gold rush and you had people walking from mexico to alaska Dude. And that was their life. Like they started somewhere in Mexico and through the course of their life until they died, walked along this path that ended up them maybe in Alaska or deaths before that, or maybe they settled with like a family, but like, like, or people that just hopped on some random boat in Europe and was like, I heard shit was better over here. Half the people die getting there, but it's like, I'm going to pack up my wife, my kids, my everything. I'm going to pack like this little suitcase. I'm going to hope for the best. And six months later, let's see if it works out. And then you get here and it's like the wild west. You know what I mean? And like, it's just, but like that's how people lived in. Like that was mainstream. But then mainstream flipped into this like sanitized reality of like, this is the prescribed American dream. So we're only going to like narrate this for life. But it's like, there's no adventure in that. Like there's in where where is like that tapping into like our souls and our energy because there's a lot of people that would be like i want to participate in that adventurous side and i think things like van culture life and you know doing like outfitting like all these camper vans and like sprinter vans and all kind of stuff like you see it and people getting back into like artisan works and you know people wanting to like you know hop in like their car their truck and just go on like an adventure because like the same thing, like you said, like there's a mind boggling amount of shit to see within a hundred miles of like where you are geographically sitting right now. But the thing is like, we hear about this thing that's like in, I don't know, like Kazakhstan and you're just like, fuck, I got to go to like Kazakhstan or like Turkey or like, you're like, oh, like that wicked lake in Turkey. And it's like, motherfucker, yeah. there's like a thousand of those in BC. Like why, yeah. why go to Turkey? Like you hey. can people spend tens of thousands of dollars coming here to look at our shit and all your thinking is going somewhere else you know i'm like things like this like it like adventure around and just like nurture that because everybody has time but it's like all those like excuses of not to be adventurous and it's like 
our souls are meant to be fed with adventure. Like I have, I've had wanderlust like my entire life because of my parents and it's specifically like my dad, you know, like it was always like adventure, always going out. And like, my mom was more than willing to be like, you know, foster your own adventure. And it's like now, yeah. like when, as a, like an adult, when I got to be like 25, 26 and you all of a sudden you're just like, okay, well now I need to get like a little bit more on this like adulting program here. And it's like, the more I went with that, it's like, I just progressively became like more unhappy with my life. I'm just like, there's nothing about this that, that seems like, this is me. And then I'm like, well, it's not really how I grew up. And it's like, well, but I should also change that because I'm an adult now, you know, like now I'm starting to have kids and like, you know, like, but then now I am, I've spent like the last like five, six years getting so far back into like who I was as a kid, because I'm like, now, if I was now that I'm doing that stuff, I appreciate it so much more now. And you can go on way fucking cooler adventures, way cooler adventures now. So yeah. it's like, yeah, like that's my gig right there, hundred percent. Check with a child like mine, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and like and people always used to be like that. Like, no matter who you are or what you are doing, it's like life has always been striking that adventure chord in, in your mind, your heart, and your body. And it's like why, why become so disjointed to that? Or like what I was saying to somebody yesterday is like, why live adventure through proxy? So like a podcast, a movie, a TV show. And, and like, why enjoy venture through that? It's like, you can do half that stuff. Like, yeah, you may not be able to be some Navy SEAL, like on some crazy fucking mission and shit, but it's like, you can go act half that shit out and, you know, like maybe you don't have like a, you know, a, an M16 and you got this crew of people, but I'm like, I go into the back country with like people all the time and, you, and you're solving problems. You're doing this kind of, or like with you, you're going into these abandoned buildings and it's like, it's kind of like Navy SEAL like training or something, but like, so you can do all these things, but like, it's amazing how people just don't even know how to connect with adventure anymore. You know, I, I was going to say, I think it's just people are disconnected from source. And I think that's really the problem is that at a certain point, like just in our like attachment styles growing up and like just all the, the reparenting that we have to do that a lot of people don't even realize they have to do. I think that like once I also started digging into that, I also realized that like Maybe it was actually, I just, I don't know. I think that disconnected from source, even being like our food, like people just go buy food. What's in the food? They don't know. They just go buy it. They don't really care. They're just, it's a lot of people are on autopilot. That's, that's the word. And so maybe it's just a lot of people don't get to do the things that they wanted to do. A lot of people didn't get to be heard when they were kids. A lot of people are dealing with childhood trauma. They don't even know that they have. And so I think that for a lot of people is what stops them from doing a lot of things. And like once that that even becomes like into their awareness that that can change a lot of things, because I feel like, like, that was a big one for me to start going and foraging a lot was like being like, all right, I need some like nature therapy. And like, that was it for me. And then that connected me to source and being like, what am I eating? What am I like doing? What am I buying? Like everything else changed, you know, but also like I had that ability to be who I was growing up. Like my siblings also had that ability to be who they wanted to be growing up. And like, when I think about it, I see my family and like, 
my siblings are all creative. My siblings are all like play music, do this kind of like some kind of creative venture, right? But then I meet people that also like are very creative, but their parents wanted them to be doctors and their parents wanted them to do this and that. And you can tell that that's where their dream got shut down. And that is the disconnection from actually doing it to thinking about it and then being like, well, I'll just listen to it in a podcast. That's good enough for me because I can't do it. And that makes me crazy. I'm like, just go do it. What? Like I, when people tell me they read fiction, I'm like, why just go live life. There's so much to do. There's so much you can make a fiction story about by the things that you would explore and see. Like, yeah, it's crazy. Um, yeah, and this is actually uh, something that I talked I about with somebody one time where it was like, um, like reading fiction novels or like watching, you know, like fiction, like movies. I'm like, so there's you of this person here and there's this fictional situation that like you're watching, whatever the representation of that is. However, if you just went on an adventure, this <laughs> goes like, here. Yeah. like it's such a little step outside of what you're doing every day to make it feel like this crazy shit like you just seen in this movie like you don't need to be tom cruise hanging on to an airplane wing going down a runway and be like <laughs> that motherfucker actually did that shit like if you just were like i'm gonna take the doors off a jeep and like drive down the highway you're just all you're like motherfucker I'm like that road is right there you know like you or like hop on a motorbike or something like that where it's like that's where I feel like, what, what, like people don't realize how small the gap actually is between their life and perceived fiction, you know, because again, like, even like for me, like, you know, like obviously we kind of connected a little bit more through like, like mushrooms and forging and all that kind of stuff. But like, even in like that space, when I'm just like walking around, I'm just all like, say what, you know, like, you're just like, you're just like, what the fuck is that doing right there? You know, it's like this bright purpley pinkish mushroom and you're just all like and there's nothing else around it everything is like brown or maybe green and you're like what is that you know and like you know like how did that get there so it's like even like those kind of things where it seems so fictional that this mushroom would even be there and it's so brilliant like that or you're like walking along and you're just all like oh that's a nice tree and you're like that's a mushroom but it's like two feet <laughs> all the caps like you know the, the, you know what i mean like it's just bananas no, totally right? It's, so, it's so true. Like you can, you experience things that when you repeat them to other people, they can seem like fiction all the time. I like tell people stories and I'm like, dude, no, you don't understand. Like this really happened to me. And it's like, I can't believe that happened. I can't even believe it happened. And it really happened. But just because I was there at this time doing this and that, like there's so much, I just, I love it. I love it. Like life is just the synchronicities that life has when you're like op open and aware to them is just madness. Like, huh. See, and the one thing that I realized like in my life what I've been very fortunate to be able to accumulate it, you know, is like people like you or like, you know, say like, you know, if I got like the top 100 people in my life all around a campfire, nobody would get a word in. Cause it's I like- everybody has like so many it's like no, no no but like when I was you know no, no, but when I was in it it's like you know but yes. like like that's a part because it's exciting you know and like enthusiasm is so infectious and it's so exciting but like to I don't I 
I personally connect more with being in like a circle of people, like when you're telling stories and you're sharing where like everybody, it just is like this constant, you want to jump in because like you, it's not one nothing, but it's just like you have something to say. It's so much more stimulating than being the person that's just telling the story and everybody's like, you know, like, like, Oh, that's so, I wish I could be. And it's just like, because I don't even want to tell the story anymore. I'm just like, let me show you how easy it is to have a story like that. You know, like, just ah. come with me for like an hour, you know, like there's, there's so much stuff like everywhere to be able to like experience and stuff like that. And, and, you know, you made a good point too, where like, we've never been at a time where it's easier to be able to find all of these things, because mm-hmm. like you said, you can be driving down a highway and you have an app that's like, bing, turn right here, bing, this is coming up, you know, like where we have that opportunity. So it's like adventure is easier now more than ever too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd say. And it's definitely getting, I mean, it's, it's becoming more mainstream. So it's becoming more accessible for people that are so very tuned into media that they are even like, wait, I can do this. I can rent an RV. I can do that. You know, and I'm like, yes, do it. Like, even my dad, he was like, I'd love to drive across the country. And I'm like, when are we going? Mm-hmm. When are we going? I'm down. I'll see you in two weeks. What's up? Like, go for it. Like, always. I just, I mean, I just, I've discovered that it keeps me young. Like, I I don't, I don't feel my age. I probably don't act my age because I don't feel my age. But I'm like, that's a good thing. That means I'm enjoying my life if I'm still, like, doing everything that I've loved for, like, 15 years and, like, that's my main focus is now like what can we go see what can we go find like I want to go explore something I want to go like look for this mushroom here I want to go I want to go find strawberry tree berry fruit trees so I can make pie like I don't know it's so silly but it's like there's so much that doesn't involve being like in a box and like in a box in like a figurative way a literal way and everything like there's just so much but it's also very small at the same time. So like as big as the world seems like when I meet people traveling the country and stuff like that, like it's very small. We're all from the same fucking place. Like everybody's a transplant. There's very few people that are, it want, I mean, that's not true. And the smaller like cities and towns and stuff like that, like some of those people just never leave. That's just where they're from. They're going to be, they're never leaving their whole, everything's there. But I'm like, wow, there's so much. And I feel like it changes your whole life perspective when you're able to leave where you're from, even if you go back. But if you leave where you're from and understand that there's a lot more that exists outside of that little bubble that you were in, you're just like, holy shit, what am I doing? Like, what? Wait, so then there's more outside of this little bubble. Wait, so that means there's more over here outside of that bubble. So it's like, I don't know. I think I'm, I'm really grateful also that I now connect with a lot of people like via my art page. Cause like people follow me from all over the world, but because of that, like I also see how things are all around the world. And so I'm like, wow, this is great. Like, tell me about that thing you're at. What is this? Where are you? Show me more. Like, it's cool. Like I randomly met somebody here from Belarus and she was only here working for like two weeks or something. And we hung out. I took her to like Golden Gate Bridge. She never see like they don't have this stuff there. So she was like, what the fuck? This is crazy. 
she gets back to Belarus and she's like video touring the whole fucking city for me. And I'm like, wow, this is amazing. Like, this is what everybody should be doing. Like, we should have friends that we've met here that live in another country so we can communicate and like understand the world as a whole. Because I mean, that's how it it works, you know, it's like all these little bits and pieces, but it really all comes together. And that's how everything works. I don't know. I just, yeah. I love it. See, and like, and that's kind of how, like, you know, say like, like my podcast, we are, I like, that's the, how I came up with the name of it. And just how, like, I've always felt because it's like, I've always been like that guy, you know, it's like, you're doing that or like, you know, it's always like, oh, you always take things to like extremes or, you know, like, in, in multiple different categories but like in my mind I'm like there's like I come across people like me all the time the problem is like what you said like when you're when you're quote-unquote bubble I hate saying that now because it, obviously the association behind it now but when you're in your place and your surroundings are very small it's like it's really easy to be like that person you know yeah. but I'm like there's god like there's there's got to be people like around there now it's like you know, almost being like 400 episodes, like, you know, into like my podcast, like scouring the world. I'm just like, yes, like we are, I am like, just because like, do you don't maybe connect with it right now, but there's millions of people and you just need to be able to be around people that nurture your adventurous side, because I actually don't believe when people are just like, oh, I'm not the adventurous type. It's like, you are, you just don't know how to be able to connect with that. And when you find somebody who stimulates that in you, it'll blow the walls off your life. And then that's when you become disjointed from like the, you know, kind of like American dream and like, you know, like that singular mono pathway where you realize that just like life, life is actually really good. Like, like life has the opportunity to be able to be really good. But what we think life should be is not good because like, it's, there's not a, there's not, we, it's like, it's like, it's like, I know a lot of people, like I have, I have some clients that have like astronomical amounts of money and I'm like, you don't enjoy it. Like you're, you're, you're still business seven days a week. You know, you're still working 12, 14 hours a day. Like you could literally stop working right now at like 40 something and generations of your kids and grandkids and everything are going to be financially taken care of. Go do other shit, like go experience life. But it's like, that's all that life became is just like this collection of shit, right? Versus like the collection of adventures and stories. It's like, it's really easy for me to forget about how great a meal was. And I really don't care about spending a thousand dollars on, you know, like a steak and a scotch, you know, but like what I do care about is putting on my backpack and my shoes and heading out into the backcountry and coming across like this, like phenomenal waterfall or like you know, like this wicked meadow or like these mushrooms in this area that like, you know, maybe like nobody's ever seen or classified before or, you know, any of that kind of stuff. And, and like the funny thing is like when what you said with like that car forest is one thing that always boggles my mind. I can be, again, so far in the middle of nowhere. And I'm like, how did this car get here? There's not even a road, you know, but it's like, or and then I'm like, well, how long ago was there a road to make it look like there's no road anymore, that there would be a car here? You know, or like, like there's yeah. cars in the most random places. Yeah, there's so many things like there's so many. I, actually, and you made me just think of something when you asked me if there was anything like that had me squeezing my butt. 
So this one time we went to this freaking, this, it's like backcountry, like boonies. I don't know where we were, but it had like this giant broke down van and it was like, well, oh, it was Bend, Bend, California. And it was like, welcome to Bend. And like, we just start walking on this path. It does, it's like, a, it's on the map. It's just a free for all road. So we're like, all right, well, it's nobody's property. So let's walk down it. We start walking and I have my camera, of course, documenting all this cool shit we find. And I'm like walking and walking. And all of a sudden we hear this dude start screaming. What the fuck are you doing? And we're like, what the fuck? Like, let's get the fuck out. Run and start running. And like, I probably have never run so fast. That was probably the one time that I was like, oh, fuck. Are we going to get shot in this random boonie town with this guy living on this street? ends up driving we we look for a lot of hot springs so that's usually the case but that that hot spring that was there like once we parked it was like a block away and we like drove down and the guy was like living on this dead end block and there was like 20 cars that looked like they were probably stolen and then just blew up or something and so we're walking and i'm like what is this this is sketchy like this is sketchy dude's living in a tent down on this random abandoned road like screamed us out of there and i was like all right like some of these streets, I don't know if anybody ever comes down here, so maybe we should avoid these, but sometimes, like, in backcountry, like, there is nobody. There is nobody. Our cars that have been there for who knows how long and what, and, like, that is when you're, like, what is going on here? Like, is something actually, like, do people live here? Is there more going on here? But, see, you wouldn't, a you crazy get- story like that, one of my friends, she is with her husband and her two teenage boys. And this, oh, was just, no. this was just last year. So they're backpacking in the backcountry and oh, they're just walking along and they hear some guy being like, hey, this is my property. And they're just like, for one, like, what the, f- like, oh. what are you talking? like, we're in the middle of the backcountry. <laughs> this guy with a gun starts losing his mind. He's like, I've staked this claim. This is my claim. Cause like, you know, oh my- and, yeah, like you can still stake your claim. Right. And they're, and he's just like, you're here to steal my gold. And they're just like, you're fucking bananas, you know? But like, obviously as a parent, you have your kids with you. You're just like, this is fucking, but they couldn't go all the way back out. This motherfucker like follows them as they're going back out. They have to set up their tent and sleep overnight because it's later in the day. And they're just like, you know that this guy is in like the bushes and he's probably contemplating, shall whack these motherfuckers right now? because they're probably gonna like end around me in the morning and they're just like we just want to make it through the night but but they could feel him like hiding in the bushes just like just a total loony bin guy i'm just like i couldn't even imagine i could like i could like i couldn't even imagine like that like people who are unhinged in the backcountry are the scariest motherfuckers on the planet like you like you like some taliban guy like you know fine you know like you go do your thing but like, if you've ever come across an unhinged person in the backcountry who hasn't seen people for an extended period of time, and all the fucking screws are loose and the marbles are scattered, like that is a crazy fucking person. Yes, like that's that non like that's that fiction that I have in my life. Like that was insane, totally. Yeah, yeah. those people. That's yeah. See- because like when I'm a, when I'm on like people and I've I've got bluff charged by grizzly bears I've ran into like everything in the backcountry and that shit my mind is like if I see like a grizzly bear like I know what's going to happen so I'm already kind of like <laughs> but when you come across like that person it's like you're like I know how this bear's gonna react but when I come across this person and I see that look on your face and that look in your eyes 
And I'm like, it's not that there's nobody home. The worst part is I'm like, like there's somebody home, but there's like 15 other fucking people in there. Like, that's what worries me. And I'm like, they're all whispering shit to you right now. And it's like, who are you listening to? You know, like, like what's the narrative going on in there right now? Because I'm like, you have an ax and a gun and you're unruly as fuck. So like, the, yeah, like that, that's the kind of shit, right? Where it really, truly gets the hairs up on your back for sure. Yeah, that was probably the one time where I was like, yo, I can't believe that. Because, oh man. Yeah. How old were but- you when that happened? Oh, it was probably like two years ago, maybe a oh. year, maybe like, maybe two years ago. Yeah, I was freaking nuts. Oh my God. Yeah. Do you, like, like, do you have anything? Like, do you have like any martial arts training, bear spray, uh, like a knife, a sword? Foraging knife, my mace. But like, <laughs> it was all in the car and we walked away from the car. So I'm like, oh, fuck. I'm going to drop my camera. Like, oh man, that was, that was terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. But- and the guy was loud and it just sounded like he was getting louder and closer. And we were just like, wait, is this somebody's house? Like, are we on somebody's property? Like, should we not be here? Like yeah. it said, welcome to Bend. And then they got this guy chasing us. Like, I got to go. This is fucking nuts. Yeah. Yeah. In all those movies that everybody's seen at least one of where it's like you end up in like some random road and there's a house or a cabin at the end. And then you're in like upside down in the meat locker because somebody hit you with a blow dart or something like that and you're like what the fuck is happening with my life now for sure (laughs) oh my god oh but i did find an actual dope cabin that was it's it's free for all like you could go there if you wanted to it's in the mountains that's something that we randomly found and it has like a wood burning stove and i guess people go there there's like a notebook you can leave a little note and stuff doors open whoever's first is first and you get there and i'm like what the fuck like this is just here this is ex- lots of those here lots of them like That's people crazy. specifically use them like for um things like yeah. snowmobiling and stuff like that where they're like you know 150 miles into the backcountry, and there's like they've set it up for people or, or like the bc government has like emergency shelters and stuff like that set up on like some mountains and stuff like that where like if you're in the same emergency like like you can go there and at least you have like are sheltered from like the elements and stuff um super dope super cool yeah i love finding those i'm like wow so when the world's over i know where i'm gonna go like what <laughs> is crazy yeah. yeah last year i started um like researching out and i went to one um but we have so many abandoned railway lines around here where oh, like cool. you know yeah and like just starting to like walk down them and like go check out the old tunnels. But what they did is some of them, they, I guess they probably just like threw sticks of dynamite in them and like blew up the tunnels. Like, so you couldn't go <laughs> in them. Um, but I know that there's going to be like those times where like, you're just walking along and you come across like this completely random wicked old train tunnel or like these old trestle bridges and all that kind of stuff. Um, Cause there's so many of them around here and like old random trails that like the, like people started building like 200 years ago. Cause like people used to steal gold in BC and hike it across the border so they didn't yeah. have to pay taxes like 200 years ago. So they have like all these random roads that like, you know, you'll like, you'll get up and it's like, who made this? Because there's rocks that are like this big and yeah. 400 million of them like made this road on the side of this mountain. And you're like, who, who did, did this? Yeah. I'm like, that's fucking crazy. <laughs> But it's like how they oh these old smuggling routes and like the one thing I'm like kind of getting really interested in now that I had no idea 
is that bootlegging like alcohol was huge. oh my god yes and like what happened in the mountains so these bootleggers they would form these little cabins on the top of mountains so they could see like people coming yeah so like judges and like police like 150 200 years ago the judges would sanction the police to go find these things and burn them down like that's like crazy old school law right so like you see like all like you'll be like i'll be down like these old trails from the 1800s and like there's a sign that's like here lies like old person's like you know cabin from the bootlegging days and blah 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 and you're just like this is fucking so crazy like there's such a history of like you know bootlegging alcohol that's just so fascinating to me um in bc because it's not something that's really ever talked about because everybody just smuggles drugs and guns here now and it's like you know but like the old school version of that was like you know bootlegging alcohol in the mountains on the top of these mountain peaks and i'm like that is so fascinating to me like it's just so fast yeah dude the history is crazy i mean even here like when we've gone to like socal and just in like gold rush area like do not sell against the law like i'm like i gotta keep this this is like real fucking history right here you know that's so fun i love finding things from those times that for me is like top notch like if i'm going to like the mining country and going to a ghost town like to find something reminiscent of that time oh like who knows who knows who had that bottle who know who drank out of that bottle like how crazy like man history is definitely interesting to like go back on and then like go to those places and learn about those places and yeah Yeah, that's why i asked you if you took anything from like that crazy house and stuff because i'm always a trinket person too like i like to look around my house and i'm just like oh there's that thing from there it's just like completely random shit but like to me you know like walking and all of a sudden on the ground you find some random something you're just all like wow like because to me i love being somewhere where i feel like nobody's ever been and then realizing like hundreds (laughs) of years ago there's another version of me that was there and is like they dropped some shit and i'm just like or just left it there or whatever right and it's just like and then you find it and you're just like that's that connection that i'm looking for with like my people from like the past and then like the people yeah. of, like the future right yeah no totally like uh, yeah you're so funny like now I like looked around and I'm like haha that's literally what's around my apartment like I'm like that's from this place that's from this place that's from there like yeah totally and I mean that's those are the things I want to collect would be memories and things that I mean I guess like random oddities, like this fucking lady's book. Like, I don't even know, but like, I, I looked through a whole bunch of her stuff and I was like, all right, I need these two things. Don't know why, but for some reason, when I look through this book, I will figure out why, why the universe was like, you need these two books, have them. Like, it's just crazy. See, and uh, I always think too, you know, am I the type of, am I the type of person that like, at some point in time in somebody else's life and like, 20 years, 50 years, 100 years, 20 years from now is like, am I going to have like a book, you know, like that? But then I'm like, shit, I'm like the, like with you, you do because you have like your art. But like, for me, I'm just like, you know, a lot of my shit's digital. And it's like, so then you don't have like that scrapbook. You don't have that photo album where it's like 
all these pictures and these stories and stuff like that because like you know like what's your like unless if i made like a an instagram like you know physical book or something like that but like all my adventures and stuff like that were all digital so i can because like for me like i really like i i fought social media for so long and it was only like within like maybe the last like three years that i actually really kind of like okay because i'm like and the basis was things like this where it's like people need to know that there's other people doing this shit like not like yeah it's easy for me and my community of people that i know and i can see and i can talk to all the time to get inspired by it but it's like even like this podcast like that's the point behind it is like you know because there's people like there's like 60 70 countries that this podcast is in it's like you wow. have cool shit there like like go find some cool shit you know like because there's so many of us that are like doing cool shit so like you can step outside of the lane and you know but like you yes. know, like at, for you and like a hundred years from now, somebody could have like one of your paintings and like, I wonder what this woman was thinking when she did this shit. Like, or it's oh, like, you know, it's like all oh, this painting so crazy. Like, you know, was she crazy? You know, or like things yeah. must have been so crazy back then, you know, that somebody would be inspired to do something like, like what is somebody going to think of one of your paintings and a hundred years from now, if they come across in like a thrift shop or an art gallery or you know, they buy it off somebody who's like moving it in a state sale or something like that, right? Oh, yeah. No, honestly, that's such a crazy thought. Like I think about that all the time and I'm like, God, that's so weird to even think of that being so far down the line. But also like with your, your physical scrapbook thing, like I find that I have that issue. And like, this is just me being like crazy in my head, but I, I find the need to take pictures all of the time of doing the adventures because like, I don't want to forget them. And so it is, I do use Instagram kind of like that. Like if I really wanted to be like, when did I do that? I could probably scroll back and be like, Oh, I posted that day. Cause I was going to do it whatever. But I tried like, it's silly, but I really tried to, I did start a scrapbook with all this stuff, but I haven't really kept up. It's a lot of work, but yeah. I use Shutterfly and Shutterfly, you can like the app you can use on your phone and it prints, like they'll print your pictures four by sixes for free. You just pay for shipping. Oh, wow. so, yeah, yeah. So I'll like go on, do something and I'll be like, all right, cool. Save all these pictures to Shutterfly and then print them. And now I'll just have the pictures for it. Like I got more into that, like picture printing once my dog died. Cause I was like, ah, all the pictures I have are like thousands of pictures on the fucking computer. I don't like that. So I printed them all out. So then I was like, wow, that was a lot easier than I thought. Now I can just do that all the time. And like something I wanted to start doing, which also made me think of it is when I go to certain parks and I want to keep track of my forages and stuff, I want to take pictures ID them. I was kind of thinking Polaroid for this because I think that'd be fun. But Polaroid, the picture of the mushroom and where it was, and then like make a scrapbook, but have it per per park. Oh, like yeah, 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 yeah. Park, what I found, my picture of it, what it was. Yeah. And, you know, see, and it's funny because when I said that, I actually lied to you. And what you just made me write. So, like, I actually have a scrapbook that I wish... That I would have started, um, you know, when I was young, like, but, and again, when they say nothing new, but I'm glad that I started it. So two years ago, somebody bought me this, this, this notebook. Um, and I can't remember what it said, like it's something at the beginning of it, like right on the cover. That's like, 
adventure lies within or you know like tap into your adventure it's like something about like adventure and i'm like what am i gonna put in this because i don't i actually really have a hard time talking about the adventures that i do either on paper or a podcast like i've tried to record something in the backcountry lots of, i've tried to talk about but like there's something about me that just it disconnects from it it's like it's whether i want that experience more for me or i actually just don't have the words to be able to explain how I feel in those moments. But what I started doing is like in that book, I'm like, okay, I'm going to write down the date, where I was, who I was with and what I was doing. And now like, and there's like three that fit on each page and there's just pages and pages because I do so much (laughs) shit all the time. And I'm like, you know, I'm like, if I would have started this back before, but I'm like, you know, in 15 years from now, I'm probably going to have like five of these books. And like, that's something that somebody could like sift through after the fact and be like, fuck, this person did like a ton of shit. And I only do it in regards to going to the backcountry, not like all my adventures period, but it's just like when the backcountry, whether we were hiking, swimming, rock climbing, canoeing or kayaking or, and who I was with, like the part there it was. And it's like just those outdoorsy adventures. And um, yeah, so like, like, that'd be like that one thing where it's like that book that you got, like this woman's random shit or whatever and stuff that's like, it's now into the world, you know, that like my kids will probably one day be like, fuck this and throw it in the garbage when I die. No! <laughs> but it's like, I just, but, like, but it makes me think though, where it's like the same thing I was going to like say to you is like, it's almost like when you get to a certain point, you should take this, these things go on a road trip and give them to like thrift shops, like, like with you and like your paintings and your scrapbooks or like with this, where it's like, okay, now a- I'm, now I'm 90, you know, like, or a hundred. And I'm like, I'm proud. I can't do shit anymore. I'm about to, or like, like in your will, you know, like, right. Like, Hey, I want some items taken and spread out at different random, like thrift stores and stuff, because like, then you have that opportunity that somebody like you or I comes along and just like, like, Oh, and because now you're going to take that book, whatever you do with that book of that woman, you know, like you could take it on a road trip after you read it, give it to some other thrift store, some completely different part of the country. And now that book is starting to make its way around to be able to inspire people and stuff like that too. So I'm like, I'm thinking here, how this shit could affect the world, right? Yeah. I mean, it's great. I mean, and, and when you think about it, like really, like I doubt your kids would throw it away, but that's, that's a big part of it. Like, having conversations about, I mean, if you think about it, like the countries are like 200 years old, right? Like if you think about it, that's not that many generations ago. So even just in our fucking families, like there's so much history that we just don't know. And like, I try and get my grandma to tell me stuff. Like she's probably one of the only like sane grandparents I have left. And like, she doesn't want to tell me stuff. So I'm like, okay, like that's just that part of life. I will never know. And so it's really cool to be able to find something like this lady definitely grew up in the same time as my grandma. So I'm like, okay, so when I read through this, I'm going to be like, hey, grandma, you remember uh, when this happened in St. Paul? Was that something you heard about then? You know, like, but to be able to connect people, I'm like, from fuck from like four years old to 94 years old. I think like connection is key. And really like history is a way to connect with people and regardless of our adventures and otherwise, like the little things that we leave behind our history of whatever we were doing. And so for me, like 
when I take all these pictures, I'm like, damn, like if I get dementia and I forget, I want to be able to see this shit and be like, wow, I want to feel whatever that feeling entices in me, you know, like I still want to have that. And so I'm like, all right, I need to take pictures and document this stuff. Cause like, even now when I read and watch history, like there's this documentary America in color and it's literally like really old film footage from like the twenties and stuff, but they re like re-upped it and it's in color and it's fascinating to watch because you can relate to it more because it's in color you're not watching something black and white you could see the color of your shirt you could see the color of this guy's shoes in 1925 and you're like wow what the hell is going on then like what is this guy's mentality versus now like it's just wild to like the intricacies of how we've evolved or gone backwards and call it evolution. I don't know what you call it, but you know, it's just, it's really interesting to see all the little pieces that come together that make this whole world what it is. And so I love being able to find the bits and like document the bits and like timing is just like immaculate. Like you could go somewhere and just happen to see something and will never see it again in your life. And like, it just happened to be there. And it's just being in the right place at the right time. And you never know where or how or what that is. And so it's just like, you gotta just be open to it and just like kind of just live in abundance and be like, all right, I have everything I need. So what, what can I just explore and find more of, you know? See, and like, this was like where like, I, I come into it, what, what I find to be really interesting is because like I find history to be fascinating too. I don't have any grandparents left in like my mom's passed away. Like I like my dad and like some aunts and uncles and some great aunts and uncles, but it's like their stories to me represent what I feel like is a connection to life itself. Yeah. Things that they all did. The thing is for me, it's like, can you imagine that when like our generation and I'm only, I'm in, I'm 38. I don't know how old you are. I'm just saying like our kind of like, oh, okay. 30. 37. Yeah. So like it's, but like when you, when you look at like when we get to like in our eighties and nineties and if people want to listen, not you and me, but the people who just lived in this like sanitized life, like what is your story? Like, I remember when they came out with like a new iPhone every year and, you know, like it slightly changed and, you know, like I worked, you know, like 12 hours a day and like traffic was so bad going to work. I had to wait. In. Like, I'm like, fuck. I'm like, like, no, how are you ever going to be interested in history when like we all get to being the narrators of history? Because like, like 99% of the population, I'm like, I wouldn't fucking listen to you now. Never mind then. And you're trying to like influence a generation of people that don't give a fuck about what you have to say anyway, because you're 90 and they're like 15 or 20. But then you're telling about like, but then like the worst is in, if it ever does come, it's like, what I think is like, if that younger generation becomes interested in what we're saying now, what does that say for them? Because if this shit now is interesting, yeah to like a young generation, like the 50s and 20s, when we get to like 80 or 90, it's like, they gonna like be to a- me, I'm just like, my brain falls out of my skull. And I'm just like, because like, you know, people used to do cool. Like, like think of what like the 50s and 60s were. Like a station wagon of some kind with a little camper 
and going and exploring national and state and provincial parks. That was like, a big fucking dope. Like you know? after, yeah, after the Great Depression, like getting a mobile home was like the thing to do. Like that was pushed. Like people were like, get a mobile home, go do this, go do that. And now it's like, people don't even know that existed. Like people don't know that that was like pushed on them. Like, yes, you should get a mobile home. You should be able to drive with your camper van and do this thing. Like it's crazy. And you're right. Like the future is going to be really interesting because it's just yeah, getting- and, the, and having none of those stories to say what it was like to, get a flat tire on this road and there's nobody <laughs> around or like, you know, like, like, like that, those kind of things where it's like, what's your story? Like I binged watch suits on Netflix, yeah. you know, where it's like, like that's going to be like a lot of people's stories, you know? And I just like, I like for me yesterday, I left on Monday morning at six 45 and I drove um, for 10 hours. It got, and I had to drop something yeah. off and then I drove back. So I did like, basically within well I drove like yeah 21 and a half hours or 21 hours like straight driving and it was like a there and back too which is the worst because you're like I've seen all this shit already and then Ah. like on the way back was in the dark so it's like not only did it like I can't see shit but it's just it's just dark so you're not seeing anything so then I'm like looking up out of my window driving down the highway I'm like those stars are cool Ah!" you know you're like back on the road because like for me I love the stars like because I grew up on a farm in southern Alberta those farming communities like the stars bananas like you just never seen something so cool in your life but like now as an adult like you just don't really ever get to see the stars anywhere because there's so much light pollution which to me i don't I'm like i love looking at the stars but i'm like i'm just like man i'm like like even if like when you get to like a point of like saying like i don't have any history to tell like how do you guide kids into like valuing like what like adventure could be like when there's so many people who again live adventure by proxy and have no idea how to be able to get an adventure where like because you think like most people wouldn't even sit in a car for like two or three hours to drive somewhere to be able to go see shit that's me that shit all the time and i'm like they're like i can't i can't go on a road trip i can't even be in the car for an hour and i'm like why what's wrong with you there's so much to see in just an hour like you can go so many places within an hour, like two, three hour radius of your house and be in a completely different mindset or like a completely different landscape even. Like, it's just crazy that people don't even give themselves the opportunity though. It's just, I don't know. See, but I, like, I look, sorry to cut you off, but I just, there's something yeah, um, there that I've recognized because most people, if they did it by themselves, most people will never do anything by themselves anyway, but like, they're not comfortable enough to be alone by themselves because they're not comfortable with who they are as a person. But then you start to put people in a car together where they, they have like forced communication where it's like they're no, those two people, like they're not or three people aren't even comfortable enough to be able to be around each other. So like, like there's this big barrier that like exists right there that most people don't even realize or recognize that's what the barrier is where it's like, shit, I have to sit in a car for two hours with somebody else. I have to fucking talk to them, you know, where yeah. it's like, I do that. Oh man, human interaction. What is that? Yeah, no, totally. That's do you that's have like so- a core group of people that you adventure with, or just one other person, or like, um, just one person really. Uh, I mean, I invite other people, but people and their schedules and this and that. But usually, like when I travel, it's me and like I I want to say partner, but not partner, but um we usually i mean you have dogs so we usually just go out like we just spent maybe like um a month on the east coast like connecticut oh, cool. we drove across the country and then 
we came back, I had an art show and I'm like, Hmm, right now the East coast is popping with mushrooms. Cause they got all those hurricanes. So I like 10 minutes in foraging and I'm finding like pounds of chanterelles. So I'm like, damn, I kind of want to go back to the East coast for like the winter season. But like, we were just up in Portland and Washington. We went to forks. We went to all these places up there and like, she got this big van. It's I honestly, I'm, I'm trying to like find one now so I could sell my car. Cause like I got a, a Subaru wagon and it's cool, but like the van top notch. Yeah. yeah. We full size air mattress in it. There's still Wait. space for dogs and we have the front seats. And I'm like, what? This is, this is suitable for like wherever I want to go, you know? Um, but like just being able to do that is really like, a lot of people don't have that opportunity. And I think I'm also grateful that her job is like kind of on her schedule too. And mine is my schedule. Like whenever, if I can make it work, like I'll take the whole month off, you know, I just got to be able to pay my bills and I'm good, you know? So as long as I can do that, I'm totally cool to do everything. But I, I find that having that flexibility really makes a big difference. Um, and I, I didn't always have that flexibility, maybe like four years ago, like I worked full-time. Well, no, that's a lie. I worked full-time before that, but then like, I was like, well, I can't really do art shows and work full-time. It's just too exhausting. And like, what's the point? Um, if I can make the same thing that I make, that's how I weaned myself out of retail. I was like, wait a second. So if I make like, 200 something dollars a day working eight hours for somebody else. If I could just do that by not working eight hours for somebody else and doing like two hours by myself, then what am I doing? So I pretty much started working part-time at Michael's, which was great. So tip for anybody listening, but if you want to do something that is like your goal, you should definitely work somewhere that helps that goal. Like there would be no point in me working at a supermarket if I wanted to do art. What's the point, right? So I would get a discount on art supplies on the things that I needed to make myself a profit off of the things that I was making. Mm-hmm. So then finally I was like, well, I need to take a month off. And they're like, mm, sorry. And I was like, oh, this is the point where I realized that I'm worth more than your paycheck. I yeah. quit. Yeah. And then I quit. And it's been like two and a half years now of me being like, fuck that. I am worth more than your paycheck and I can do it by myself. And like, if I can do it, then I'm going to do it. Like, and it's great. Cause like, I could really, for, I'm like really grateful. Like I can paint on the East coast. I can paint in Canada. I can mm-hmm. paint in China if I want to, like, I don't need to be stationary for that, you know? And so I'm really grateful that I'm able to take the time to do these things that inspire my being because that makes me able to keep creating and like having the energy and like the experience and the like life experience in general, just of being able to do these things like self-sufficiently. Like I could live in the woods for two weeks plus if I needed to, like, it's yep. just something you start to pick up after a while, you know, but a lot of my friends and stuff like I'm like let's go let's go camping and it's like they don't even know where to begin and I'm like oh man like we all just need to be more do whatever you want to do and like I know it's not possible for tons of people to just be like I'm gonna take off work for a week and just live in the country for a week and it's like fuck like sometimes I think you just need to do it like you need to be like sorry dude I'm gonna need this week off and go to the woods and really like 
people understand it when they do it and they're like oh I needed that like so much like mm-hmm. and we are so disconnected so it's really nice to like get connected yeah absolutely yeah. I think that's like a great way to be able to uh to wrap stuff I kind of edit in for for 90 minutes but like I find like the irony here is that like we didn't even talk about anything what we had scheduled to be able to like talk about so hopefully that we can do this again because even like on this topic like there's just my mind is there's just there's so much because I think like you the the reason why I want to stop here before we go is because this is the part of the conversation for me where it's like yes I completely agree with you and the one thing we realize now is everybody can almost work remotely unless we physically need to do something. So over half of the population has the opportunity to be able to go do that. And they just need encouragement to be able to do, which is like a huge rabbit hole, right? Yeah. And stuff. But uh, I'm going to wrap this up. I want you to uh, Instagram handles, websites, all that kind of stuff. Um, then I'm going to stop recording, but I want you to stay on because I have a couple of questions for you. So yeah. Instagram handles, websites, all that kind of stuff, spit it out. Cool. Um, so for art, I pretty much just use at six stars. So S I K S T A R A R T. Um, I'll, that's six star art cause we live on it. So it's a six star. It's all about your perception, which is you can either love it or hate it. It could be great or it could be shit. And I like to think it's pretty dope. So it's sick. So, uh, six star art. Um, for my mushroom foraging stuff and mushroom pictures and things like that, I use six star. So S I K S T A R underscore prints like photo prints. Um, and yeah. And then six star dash art.com. So all this stuff is on Instagram and there's a Twitter and Facebook and all this stuff. Same handle. It's all pretty congruent with it. Yeah. Awesome. Good. Well, thank you so much for being on. I said, yeah. I'm going to hit, I'm going to hit stop, but don't, don't go anywhere. Got you. <laughs> okay.